Hello, my friends. Welcome back to the Meerkat Musings podcast. I am your host, Darth Damone, of course, as always. And on this occasion, I am talking about the rather spectacular and at times rather terrifying Grand Prix, the uh, Bahrain Grand Prix round 15 of the 2020 F1 Championship. That took place yesterday in, in darkness, being the first night race of the season. One of a trio of races in the Middle East to finish off the season, of course. And for those of you who watched it, I don't need to explain why the race had, in particular, one very dramatic, terrifying moment right at the very start. For those of you who didn't watch the Grand Prix and are somehow only just learning about this through my obscure podcast, what happened was at the very beginning of the race, they got to about turn three. Most of the pack got through cleanly. One or two people ran wide and there was a little bit of contact as there always is when 20 or so cars try to squeeze into a space designed for maybe a quarter of that number if even that and for whatever reason I think from one slow down replay it appears that it may have been a bit of debris that struck his car Roman Grosjean um, Roman Grosjean of Haas has suddenly veered to the right across the track clipped the Torosso of Daniel Kvyat along the way and ploughed into a metal barrier at something like 137 miles an hour, which immediately then puts huge G-force stresses upon the body. You're suddenly stopping. You're going from 137 miles an hour to pretty much zero uh, at the snap of a finger. That kind of thing does happen a fair bit in F1, to be fair. Cars crash. They come jarring to a halt for whatever reason. And... Ordinarily, you expect to see some twisted tyres, some broken bodywork. The driver, maybe a bit bruised, shakes it off, gets out the car, and kind of ruse how their race is over on the very first lap, which is never particularly satisfying, but it does happen. In this particular instance, that didn't happen. Instead, a chain of events unfolded that for a few seconds there left me very much with my heart in my mouth, and I'm sure that pretty much every other F1 fan felt the same way. Grosjean's car, the front part of his car, that hit the barrier first, wedged into the barrier somehow. But the back half, at that point, was still carrying momentum. Front half comes to a halt, back half is still going, and the car tears itself in half in a manner which has been very rarely seen in Formula One, particularly in recent years. To top that off, as a result of this, a a fuel line, possibly the fuel tank itself, has ignited in a huge fireball, which was, frankly, again, a very rare thing to see in modern Formula One. You'd see cars catch fire from time to time, but this went up in a huge burst of flame with Grosjean still on the car, or should I say still on the front half of the car, 
which was waste into the barrier, and now flames are all around it. And of course, the race is immediately red flagged. The drivers are then going back to the garage, but in the meantime, you've got emergency crews on hand, and to be fair, they were on hand very quickly. The medical car actually follows the pack round for at least most of the first lap. And because it was only at turn three, that medical car was on site pretty much straight away. And it's equipped with pretty much everything that they need for an emergency, as were the marshals that were nearby as well. And they were able to very quickly start putting the car out. In the meantime, after about 20 seconds or so, we saw Grosjean jump out of the car and he's immediately being kind of ushered away by uh, by marshals and medical staff. Just the relief at that moment of seeing him actually get out of the car, it must have felt like an eternity to him. I mean, it felt long enough for us watching, especially because initially we as fans and, and as TV watchers didn't know for sure that he'd gotten out of the car. And it's only sort of shortly after that happens that they show the replays of him actually climbing out of the burning car. You can't see the car for the flames. You can't see Grosjean until he's actually climbing out and getting over the barrier and running away from the wreck. A pretty terrifying situation. Grosjean himself uh, suffered some burns to his hands, but he is okay and will probably be cleared from hospital tomorrow at the time of this podcast being Monday. So on Tuesday, he should be released. He won't take part in the next race, which is also going to be in Bahrain uh, on Sunday. He may or may not take part in the final round a week later in Abu Dhabi. We don't know as yet. It would be nice if he could, largely on account this might end up being Grosjean's last season in Formula 1. It looks likely to be his last season in Formula 1 and I'm sure he'd like to finish it on track rather than than this kind of spectacular if terrifying fashion that we witnessed on Sunday. Who knows what happened there. But something else came out of this incident. First of all you have to praise the Uh, the marshals and the emergency staff that were on hand very quickly, risking their lives to get Grosjean away from danger as much as they could in very difficult circumstances. The marshals don't have particularly great face coverings for dealing with things like that. To kind of get right into the flames, as it were, was very challenging for them. And you never quite know how a situation like that might unfold. Grosjean himself... um, had the presence of mind, I guess, not to panic, but uh, even in the midst of the flaming wreckage of his car, which in the barrier, to get himself out of the car and away from danger. Some people might be kind of far too distressed at that point to, to do that, but Grosjean had the presence to undo his seatbelts and get out of there. I don't think I could have done that. Um, so credit to him for, for doing that, of course. And credit to the halo device, which has undoubtedly saved Grosjean's life. Almost more so, perhaps, than the fire, as terrifying as that was. What you have to understand about modern F1 uh, drivers' gear, as it were, they have multi-layered fire retardant clothes on, uh, uniforms on, 
in those cockpits, as well as, of course, crash helmets which are designed to resist uh, the flames. They're very well protected for that kind of thing. I'm not saying it would have been a very good idea to be in there for, for a long period of time, of course, it wouldn't. But generally speaking, you know, what they wear these days is about as fire resistant as something can be for that kind of length of time. More troubling, perhaps, was that if not for the halo device, in fact, forget the term more troubling, let's pay thanks to the halo device. Without it, Grosjean would almost certainly be dead right now. The manner in which the car struck the barrier and kind of almost went through and wasted the barrier open, the halo device deflected that from striking Grosjean's head. And even with a crash helmet on, if he's striking that barrier 130 miles an hour, it's probably going to kill him. So he did remarkably well to, to survive that. And that's really down to, to the halo, which did exactly what it was designed to do to protect the driver's head in a situation like that. Not everyone's warmed to it. I have to admit, I wasn't personally thrilled by it to begin with, but there can be no doubting it now. Uh, anyone that perhaps had second thoughts about it they have to be gone by now. It it worked in exactly the kind of situation it was required to work. It saved Grosjean's life. And I think we witnessed something of a minor miracle on Sunday as a result. So pretty eventful start to the race. And it delayed the race by at least an hour whilst they repaired and replaced the barrier. And then the race itself got underway, and within a matter of moments, a car was flipped over, uh, upside down. Lance Stroll took a bump from Kvyat, as it happens. He was fine. Cars actually flip fairly regularly in F1, and they have all kinds of roll bars and mechanisms to protect the driver in those circumstances. And it worked, of course, uh, in these circumstances for, uh, for Lance Stroll. And then the race eventually got on the way properly after a while, and it was a fairly good race. But I think what happened at the beginning just kind of took everyone's breath away. And um, yeah, it was the most horrendous crash that I can recall seeing in Formula 1 for many years. The only one I can think of which immediately compares uh, was Alonso's crash in, uh, I think it was... uh, 2016 at McLaren in Australia when he catapulted over the back of uh, Gutierrez, I think it was. And uh, that was pretty nasty, of course, on that occasion. But it goes to show F1's efforts to improve safety continue and the, the progress made. If that accident for Grosjean had happened 20 years ago, or even five years ago, he wouldn't be with us now. It's an ongoing thing to protect the drivers, to find ways and means to stay safe and to make the sport safer and safer. You're never going to eliminate the risk. You're driving very, very fast cars in close proximity with each other, surrounded by various forms of barrier. There's always going to be dangers. It's the nature of the sport. But there's been huge strides by the FIA to make that sport as safe as possible. No doubt there will be lessons learned in future from new scenarios that unfold. You can't predict everything. And 
I remember rather sobering words from Martin Brundle shortly after Jules Bianchi passed away uh, in 2015 that drivers have died before in the sport they will die again there will come an incident where someone will sadly lose their life in Formula 1 and it will happen to a racing driver it could happen to a member of the pit crew it could happen to a marshal as has happened in the past it's a dangerous risky game but everyone associated with that especially the drivers themselves they understand that they know each time they get behind the wheel of that car something could happen that could make that the last time it does not deter them because they're doing something that they love and they'll carry on doing that knowing full well that the risks have been managed as best as possible in every single way that someone can imagine. So we pay thanks to the Halo device. We thank our lucky stars that Grosjean got out of there with only some minor burns to his hands in the end. We wish him a speedy recovery. Hopefully we'll see him in F1 car one more time in Abu Dhabi in a couple of weeks to quite possibly end his career but it would be nice for him to have the opportunity to do so and from the sound of things bearing in mind that his injuries are not as severe as as they could have been he should get that chance we'll have to watch this space of course see you next time for my next podcast whatever that may be